Marketing Conversation, Business Owners, MTFW is a production of Roundpeg. This is your host, Lorraine Ball, and today I'm talking with Paige Jones. Hello. And Sam Von Tobel. Hey, how's it going? About email marketing. Awesome. Okay, you're excited. I'm not sure Paige is. I'm super excited. <laughs> email marketing, you know, one of the things... This is kind of a cornerstone of Roundpeg. We've been doing email marketing for 15 years. And while a lot of things are the same, there are things that have definitely changed with how people think about the platform, how they use it, some of the new tools. And that's really what I want to focus on today. Yeah, definitely. I feel like, you know, and we've done it for so long. We know the importance, but I feel like, and I kind of hinted on this in the recent blog post, but like, if you think of content marketing as a buffet, you, like, you can load up with a bunch of different stuff. There's, you know, like your social media, you got your blogging. And I feel like email marketing, for as awesome as it is and as effective as it is, it kind of goes a little, a little unthought of sometimes. And, and there's it's, some really exciting stuff with it that makes it a really great tool. It's sort of the broccoli of the buffet. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very good for you, but people often maybe forget about it. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think the, the thing that is the most compelling about email is the fact that we know that you will get, if you make an offer on email and an offer on social, that you'll get three times the response rate on email that you do on social media. Well, it helps uh, with email because it goes straight to your consumer. It doesn't, you, have, you don't have to rely on an algorithm to hopefully show them your, your post. If they've signed up for your email newsletter, you know it's going to go straight to their inbox. Whether or not they open it is a completely different matter, but you know they're going to, you're, they're going to get it. Absolutely. And so that really kind of talks to this whole idea of building that permission-based list of people who, oh, I don't know, actually want to hear from you. Yeah. yeah. Not everyone on your Facebook is going to be a hardcore fan or even a customer, but if someone got on your email list through virtue of downloading a white paper or, or getting an offer off your website, they directly signed up for it. So they're at least somewhat interested for sure. Absolutely. But one of the things that I think you want to consider is just because somebody signed up for an email list doesn't mean they want to hear about everything that you do. Yes, the, the key for email marketing is definitely moderation. For example, I subscribe to Target's emails, but I get like five a day and I love Target and I love all of, most of their emails, but I don't need every single one. Like, oh, you clicked on this a month ago. Do you still want it? I don't need that email. So when you're thinking of sending consumers emails, you do want to, less is, less is more in most cases. Well, and you want to be able to, to choose. Like, for example, I care about Target's fashion updates, but I may not care about their food updates. Yeah. I want to know about what's new in electronics, but I don't. And giving me the opportunity, and Target actually does that, if you kind of search around for it, but they will actually give you an opportunity to say, I want to hear about this and not mm -hmm. this. Yeah, I, I think that really speaks to the volumes of the importance when you're doing your email marketing of having multiple lists. You can have your general list that gets everything, but having those niche lists, like niche topics, specialized offers, uh, and there's some really nice ways to get people on those lists instead of just looking through what people are opening on your general list. There's uh, list segmentation that people, you know, if they click on a link in your email, it puts them straight in that list and it, you know, really takes the hassle out of your hands. A really good example of that is um, our client Randall Beans. We send a monthly newsletter. 
but there are some people that are really interested in the Randall Beads recipes, and so we gave them an opportunity to sign up for the recipe of the week. Yeah, the recipe of the week, it's, it's a little different from the normal email, but it's basically just, hey, here's a new recipe every week, and the hardcore Randall fans love that kind of stuff. You know, that list isn't going to be for everyone, but the people that are on that list open it very consistently. It has a very nice open rate. And and clicking through the website isn't maybe necessarily the goal of those because, you know, we already know they're established fans. They're going to be buying the products. But you still see people clicking through the website at very good rates as well. And that list is probably 10% of the total. And that's okay. Yeah. Other things that people should be thinking about, other ways to be using email, good practices or bad. Something I've noticed with that's been increasing in frequency is there are some email platforms that offer that also offer social media services. Mm-hmm. So you can schedule your a social media post about your newsletter straight from the platform. And I would I typically caution against that because what you're doing when you're scheduling posts is you're not directing people towards your website. You're directing people towards your newsletter and then they have to go from the newsletter to the website. And so giving them that extra step might be preventing people from getting to your website. So you want, so instead of posting a link to your newsletter, you can use the copy from your newsletter or graphics from your newsletter, but you want to send be using social media to send them directly to your website. I, I, I feel like you're winding up Lorraine to, to, to get her going. Cause this is something I've, I've been at Roundpig for two years and this is something she has preached every single time. Uh, you know, we get in, we get in with clients and stuff is, your website is the most important thing. It's, Send people to the website. It's so convenient, and I understand why they want to use it, because like, oh, you're, cra- you're cranking out your newsletter, might as well just crank out some social media posts too, but you're really working against yourself by doing that. And I think you pretty much took the words <laughs> out of my mouth on that one, Sam. But it is true. Your, your website should be the point of origination, and the newsletter should spin off. Social media should spin off. It's great to use social media to drive traffic to your email signup, mm-hmm. but drive it to the email signup on your website. Yep. And then it's fine to use your email to drive people to social media. When you're done reading, share this on Facebook, but not lead with it at the top of the platform. Other tools that we should be thinking about. You know, I, I think something that, and, and this is kind of something we utilize a lot for our clients that I think is really effective, is email resends. Now, just hearing the, you know, what I would say, an email resend, you might think, oh, why, why would you send out an email more than once? Well, your list that's getting the email, not everyone is going to open it. And for different reasons, either maybe they're not interested, but sometimes maybe the email just comes at a bad time and they're just unable to look at it then and then it gets buried in their inbox. Um, a lot of tools, we use Constant Contact, which I, th- I think we can all agree we love Constant Contact. It allows you to identify who opened and who didn't, and then you can put whoever didn't open to first send on a list of its own. A couple weeks later, when they maybe forgotten about it, because it's totally buried at this point, I think you have a, a statistic you like to bring out is most of your opens are going to come within two to three hours of the original send? Yeah, something like 50% of all the people who open your email are going to open it within one or two hours. By the time you've gone through one or two days, it's buried too far in the inbox. And I agree with you, the resend function, what we're seeing is you might pick up, if you have a list of, let's say, 6,000 people, and you get 
1,200 that open the first time, you might get as much as 400 more people who open on the reset. And it's a great way to kind of get more mileage on your um, newsletters. Yeah, absolutely. And, and since these are people that didn't open it the first time, there's less of a chance they're going to be irritated or annoyed of seeing a duplicate email because they didn't open it the first time. They have no idea. And actually, a lot of times we see the click-through rates are typically not as high on the resend, but if it was good content, you're still going to get decent click-through rates. And one of the things I like in Constant Contact is they have a resend feature that allows you to resend to people who didn't open, but it allows you to change the subject line. Mm -hmm. And so this is a great way to kind of test some different subject lines. They also have, I like the, the subject line testing tool. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. It's, it's, so, it's so fun to just experiment with different subject lines and then see what do people like and then I love how it automatically just picks whatever the most open one was and then sends that to the rest of uh, your list. And so that's really an effective tool when you are not sending something that's particularly time sensitive. If you have a newsletter that you know you want to get out sometime this week, you can take a test, send it, it'll go to 20% of your list, each one will get 10% will get one of the two headlines, mm -hmm. and then after 48 hours, it'll send, like you said, the best one to everybody else. And so you really get the benefit. Yeah, and then based off those results, you can you know, make better, better, more informed decisions when you're just writing headlines going forward. It's just really helpful data. So it's hard to believe that we have whipped through the 10 minutes. There's always so much to talk about. We might have to have another conversation about this in a month or so. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to look for both Sam and Paige's blogs and comments, thoughts, and ideas on social media and on our website at roundpeg.biz. And look for other episodes of this program wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.